Welcome, everybody, to another Fly Race and Racer X podcast where we are going to review what happened in San Diego. Thanks for listening. Thank you to the folks at Racetech. Pulp 23 is the code to save. Racetech, Southern California-based company. Been around the sport a long time, doing motors, doing suspension, helping out a lot of privateers over the years, and doing great, big things. The uh, the um, Team Solitaire, Yamaha team, uses Racetech motors. Lots of riders use their suspension, so dial in your suspension, tune it in, and uh, yeah, tell me you listen to Pulp to save on that. So thanks to the folks at Racetech. Award-winning gold valve technology, of course, uh, comes with that. Also, thank you to the folks at All Balls Racing, whether it's the Vertex Pistons brand, whether it's Hot Rod, whether it's Hot Cams, any kind of aftermarket part for your bike, pivot works, that kind of stuff. The All Balls Racing Group has you covered. Great prices, great product. I've used many of this, these things uh, in building my uh, project bikes over the years and had good luck with it. So, yeah, if you want to replace some... Uh, OEM parts and at a good price, and you know the quality is going to be good, then check out allballsracing.com. Go to your local dealer. Go to motorsport.com and get it handled. All right, thanks. On to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on racerxonline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. This is the San Diego Supercross Review. Thanks for listening, man. Really appreciate it. Myself, JT, and Weege getting ready for uh, some uh, review talk from San Diego. Great race. Same winners, but still great racing. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Of course, Justin Brayton rocking it. Kyle Chisholm, Shane McElrath, Zach Osborne on road, uh, off road. They've got you covered, man. They got a great set of snow stuff as well. Flyracing.com for more information. Zone Pro Goggle made the podium in Supercross. As well, uh, Chris Blos won Arena Cross or Supercross title in Australia with the FR5 boot. Uh, so, yeah, boots, goggles, helmets, you know about the gear, flyracing.com for more information on that. All sorts of lines as available as well. So thank you to those guys, flyracing.com. Thank you to folks at Maxxis Tires. MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath. they got some new stuff coming. Stay tuned for that. Mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, maxis.com. And, uh, yeah, next time you're in the market for a set of tires and you're wondering about Maxxis for your UTV or whatever, uh, check them out because they make really good stuff and uh, they support the industry in a number of ways. So thanks to Maxis. And also you want to talk about supporting the industry in a number of ways. Factory Honda, 
Monster Energy Kawasaki, Red Bull KTM, using Renthal products, sprockets, chains, grips, uh, a bars, a 7 eighths bar to the oversized bar, Renthal.com. More championships than all the other brands combined. That uh, tells you something. Made over there in the UK since 1969. This stuff is great. It's quality. And if you've ridden a bike for a while and you're listening to this podcast, chances are you've used something from Renthal and you know the quality, you know the fit, you know the finish and all of that. Great mountain bike stuff as well. So thanks to Renthal, Cobo Links, and Motorsport.com. We will tell you about later. But for now, let's get into uh, JT, myself, and Weege and our night in San Diego. All right, as promised, let's uh, let's talk about Snapdragon Supercross. That's what we had this weekend in San Diego. Again, thank you for listening. Thanks to the sponsors of this show, including the folks at Fly Racing, who put another rider on the podium in San Diego, and uh, Ma- Renthal Maxis. Koba Links, and of course, uh, the folks at motorsport.com as well. With me to uh, break down San Diego in every way possible, my boss at RacerX Online, the man I report to, the man who uh, is in charge of uh, HR and everything over there, Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Yeah, we are back. Exciting weekend. Uh, it was really fun. Probably lots to cover here. I don't know if we'll have quite as much. We might not go 20 minutes deep before we mention racing, but, but these are always fun weekends. Also on the line, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please uh, check them out as well. It's your local dealer or, or the guys at Motorsport as well. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not much. Just back uh, back at the races. I'm trying to get back into this flow of traveling there, being at the race all day, and then flying home. So, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's great. It's just an adjustment after being off for a few months. Right. Um, all right. Let's get into some things to talk about San Diego same winners as Anaheim, but uh, a lot more going on, I think, uh, behind the scenes. First of all, Snapdragon Stadium. That's new. Um, I don't know. Like, it was all right. Like, felt like a quaint Canadian Football League stadium. Uh, much better pit party than Petco, but JT, I really like Petco. I like Petco. Like, that's a nice park. I like that. Yeah, but I, I actually thought I thought Snapdragon was awesome. Um, I like the... Uh the atmosphere, it, it felt really kind of compact and intimate. You know, like everything was really close. Um, the the way the stadium was laid out, you were really close to the action, kind of no matter where you were sitting. And uh, everything was brand new. You know, people were able to tailgate. The fan fest was big and not disjointed like Petco was. Um, you don't have the, uh, the homeless contingent to really deal with. Um, I mean, I literally watched men and women fist fighting each other last year on the sidewalk uh while i was walking to the pits so i don't know i, I thought i thought it was really nice um i i do like some aspects of petco i like gas lamp i like being able to walk from my hotel to the track there there are some some upside things to petco but overall i, I thought it was pretty great give me uh give me petco weech what were you what, what say you yeah i think for supercross this is better uh i mean it is a bigger fancier stadium and downtown is cool but supercross to me is really about what affects the racing and having the pits right next to the track i mean man that must have been a pain if you're on a team having to ride go through red like literally didn't they shut streets down and riders had to wait at red lights on yeah. their bike with oh, yeah. their mechanic like yeah and i can't imagine what stress that is you know trying to get down to the tunnel to make sure you can make your practice it's probably adding 10, 15 minutes between each session and there's not a lot of time uh and the tailgating aspect uh which you know, back in the earliest days of this podcast, um, when the race moved from the old Qualcomm to here, I remember uh, Ping just 
losing his mind over the fact that you couldn't throw a football around in the parking lot anymore. Where are you going to throw a football? No, yeah, I, I, I remember that also. I, yes. I don't know. I guess I just I just like racing. Maybe you guys like like pits and atmosphere. I, I like racing. Well, how does so. Petco make for better racing? Yeah, exactly. How much nice. track better? I would argue. Yeah, it doesn't not. Tra- track tracks. Baseball tracks are. They don't always provide better racing, but they are better. They're bigger. What? Um, what? You know? Yeah. You, what are you talking about? They're be- they're bigger. They're, they're bigger. definitely not bigger. Yeah, they, uh, Petco seemed bigger. I have to go back and look at lap times, but I thought Petco was one of the bigger ones. If your argument is that you just care about the racing, the fact that Petco is in the cool downtown setting has zero impact on that at all. I like the park, too. I like the stadium. It's cool. But how does that affect the racing? No, it doesn't. That part doesn't. No. For racing purposes, it's better to have a suburb stadium where you can have pits and tailgating right next to the track. It's better. Better I'm not knocking knocking Petco with my take. I just thought this was really nice. Ah, yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty new stadium, too. I guess that we were one I mean, of the... it's literally brand new. One of the first events in there. So, yeah, that that's pretty cool when you think about that for the folks of San Diego to get to go check it out. I talked to many people local that were like, yeah, I've never been here, and I, yeah, I'm not... I, I'm, I'm, it's cool. I like it. So the people of San Diego got a chance to see it, too. So, Snapdragon. There it is. Um, it was also neat, by the way, just explain to the people, like, it literally is the same land as Qualcomm. It was like, everybody missed the old Qualcomm Stadium. Well, this is practically it. That's so funny that it's in the same spot. Yeah. 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 Yep. It, that definitely, uh, uh, it was cool being one of the first events in there. So, uh, the uh, the race itself, like I said, had a lot to talk about. Same same winners and same same guys that, like, have the number one plates, and there could be some problems there. But, um First of all, JT, you uh, you did some TV. How was that? Yeah, it was good. I was uh, nervous, but um, I went back and rewatched it this morning and couldn't really tell that I was nervous, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, a lot of fun and very thankful for the opportunity. I really enjoy that stuff. Were you in? Uh, were you in Blair? Were you guys funny? Uh, I did make a joke in the main event a little bit, um, but yeah, I mean, I was I was trying to work some comedy in there. I'm sure it'll get better as I get more comfortable. All right. Weej, I didn't get a chance to watch it, did you? No. I had JT's in it. I mean, what else do you need to know? It's it's gonna be absolutely spectacular. Super Motocross World Championship, catch the fever. I hope those yeah. checks are clearing. I hope those checks are clearing. Uh, JT I'm bum, we were actually up. We went to uh, visit the Yamaha suite and then you were there with your battalion of cameras and lights and production people, uh waiting on Fabio Quadraro, the mm-hmm. 121 MotoGP world champ. I wanted to get you a photo with all the stuff, but you guys kept moving, and then the whole thing happened. It seemed like he was there, and the whole thing was done in like 45 seconds. Yeah, we know how TV is. It's uh, it's wait, 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 and then hurry up all at once, and then everybody's gone immediately. Yeah. Who? Uh, who's? If yeah. we tell you JT a year ago, sorry, Steve. If we tell you a year ago, January of 22, yeah, next year, San Diego, you'll be on the Supercross TV broadcast, and you'll be interviewing a MotoGP champ. Where are you at with this? Well, I would have been very excited then, but I lost a wager on Fabio winning the world championship this year, and I'm oh. still I'm still a little bitter about oh. it. Um, oh. So yes, as I was asking him questions and and looking into his blue eyes, uh, all I could think about was the greenbacks that I had <laughs> lost on the back of Fabio and his uh, his M1. So. Like whose call is it to interview that guy? Like who who says let's interview that guy? Bondo. Is, it, is, it, is it Bondo Monster? Yeah, well, like Bondo. Look, I don't know anything about street bike racing. That guy, he seemed cool. Everyone said he was cool, and he's a big deal, right? He won the championship. He's a huge deal. Yeah, yes. he's a huge deal. 
But guess what? 30% of the people probably watching that broadcast could have didn't know him from, you know, anybody from Adam. So, so 70% did. And no, you're saying that 30% of them on? knew, knew who he was. I would you're say up, that's, that's you're incorrect. up there. You're up there with a legend of San Diego and a legend of the sport. And he can't get an interview. Like no one says, talk to Ron Lachine. Steve, you, you are downplaying the scope of MotoGP wildly wrong like it's not even that's not fair that's not fair to say you're gonna you're gonna throw ron lachine in there who raced in the 1980s okay and he is a legend you're right but that was yeah we're, we're coming up on 40 years ago okay yeah he's so, so so comparatively you have one of the largest and biggest stars of motorcycling globally worldwide yeah, yeah okay you, but you have to get him on tv our audience doesn't know him the majority of the audience so wrong. does not That's know so him. That's so wrong. You're they, crazy. Do, they do know him. They do know uh, him. Oh, I, oh, you think the motocross, supercross fans that are tuning in on Saturday night know all about this guy? No, you they know. know who he is, though. He's the champion, is. Steve. I under, thanks, JT. I, I, I said that well, you're, five minutes you're ago. Not, but but you're you. not recognizing it. Like, Our, I, I, I know Moto you G- me, but you're not recognizing Supercross it. and MotoGP does not cross over, I, in my opinion, as much as you guys think. Our fans, That's just because you're biased. You know, they just know his name, though. They all, I think very few fans would be like, I've literally never heard his name before. Really? You think yes. that? Our fans? Okay. Yeah, wow. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't like, disagree more. Name, yeah. Any given year, well, you could name it, maybe the two or three biggest names in that, and they'd be like, I don't know who's won what or who's won the title, but I've heard of that guy. Uh, I, I disagree. Our sport is, is not one to follow a lot of other sports. We so, are. like, if we were like, hey, dude, like, what, okay, for example, when I work Moto America, and I'm like, yeah, Wayne Rainey, is everybody, do you think the reaction I normally get is, who's that? I've never heard of the, Kevin Schwantz, who's that? Nikki Hayden, who, who's that? Mark Marquez, Valentino, who is that? Well, I've who, never are you, heard of, who are you talking to? Are you talking to fans? Or are you, like, I mean, in industry people, yeah, when you're walking the pits. So, you, you think th- fans do not, uh, Valentino Rossi, yeah, not familiar with it. I, I think the majority not, yes. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You are wildly wrong. Steve. I think you guys are you guys are misunderstanding uh, the the scope of our fans. I'm gonna. I'm so gonna, you're what? Do you, I mean, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. We'll figure this out. Are they simpletons? You know what's great? I have a show where fans call in, and I will do polls of fans who call in, and I will do a little thing, and maybe I'm wrong, but this will be a great uh, little poll we can do on the Public show where I ask fans who call in. If they know who that guy is, and we'll go, we'll, but, and but we'll, Steve, we'll, we'll just do a little poll. But Steve, you can't logically make an argument that you're going to put Ron Lachine on TV over Fabio Quartararo we'll, right now. We'll you just, can't make that argument. We'll just do a poll. And, I don't care about the poll. Oh, now you, I don't so care now you're. Your, I don't care so now what I'm your right. Twitter poll now says. I, now I'm right. Uh, look, what, let me. I'm I'm prepared to be wrong, JT. And so let's poll my poll 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 but next I, list. But list. I'm not, I'm not and willing we'll to say that your poll is the right answer or wrong answer. Oh, okay. I, I don't, I don't All right, care so we'll just, what so, the poll says. Okay, great. Fan, you, you sound like a great guy to, to discuss things with. You don't care about any facts I bring up of the people who call a pulp show. You're just going to run with it. All right. No, no. I, I have, I just, I'm stating my opinion. Okay. I'm stating my opinion. Well, and so, great. I disagree, and we'll do a little poll of okay. callers, and we'll see how it goes. I, I don't know. I would have put Ron Lachine on TV. The guy won San Diego when he was 16. He's a legend. But but we also have to factor in. This is a fact that you don't like road racing. Like you don't like. It doesn't it. matter. I, I understand how big it is. I, I've said numerous times on my shows that it is the largest form of motorcycle racing in the world. I, I've said this. I'm on record numerous times. So I understand it. 
because I don't like it doesn't mean anything. But our fans, our dirty Supercross motocross fans, the guys who roll around in the dirt, aren't they've heard of them. Okay, well, this <laughs> yeah. is great. We uh, luckily have people who yeah. call in. So second of all, second of all, any anything. I know you hate this, Steve, but like if anybody, if the NASCAR champ shows up, if the MotoGP champ shows up, if the IndyCar champ shows up, they're going to interview the guy. That's how it works. When there's movie stars in the sure. crowd at a baseball game, they show a close-up of Alex Rodriguez and Kate Hudson. Yeah. Show that they're at the game. Like these are celebrities. They yeah, every sport does this. We had Jeremy Sewer on. He was. On race day, live. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get the it. The thing that you're forgetting is MotoGP it airs on NBC in America. They're the same network. So that's where this all comes from. Let's try to make Supercross promote that as much as possible. And then we will have Jet Lawrence go to Coda when they have MotoGP there, which they do. And then they interview Jet Lawrence. So when they interviewed Jet Lawrence at Coda last year, do you think people are like, why is this dirt bike guy on here? MotoGP uh, people have never even heard of him. Get I'm him sure, off. I'm sure some of those people were. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would think. So I, I think I, I feel like almost hey, everybody listen, understands let's, what let's, this is. I, I get it. I understand also. Yes. I, I get the idea. I'm just saying let's put let's let's put Ron Machine on. LeBron James is not there. Because if they freaking show LeBron James, I'm gonna be like, these fans don't even know who this guy is. He doesn't even play football. That's a little, that's a little different. That's literally Why? that's literally one of the world's biggest athletes ever. But in the motorsports, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but what this but is. yeah, I understand. But you yes. can't tease LeBron James. That's a little bit, bit of a stretch. Like everybody, everybody knows who LeBron James is. Like literally. So, so are you saying everybody. that they shouldn't have put him on TV? Like you don't think that he ah, was deserving of being on? Sure, top? he's deserving. But let's get Ron Machine on. Okay. So hey, listen. Uh, unlike JT, uh, let's do some. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. We'll do a little. We'll start asking callers. Moto sixty pulp show. I mean, I'm fine with listening yeah, to yeah. them. I'm just not going to change my opinion based on their okay, opinion. Great. That's all. Okay. Well, my facts were majority of our fans probably don't know anything about that guy. So that's all. That's that's where I came in at. The majority okay. of our fans don't know who that guy is, and that's my that's my deal. And you. Guys so you can, think that over fifty percent of Supercross fans have never heard of that guy, even though he's, well, as you mentioned, the one of, it's the champion of the biggest sport of motorcycling worldwide. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, all right. Uh, I could be biased because uh, we hung out with Dogger. I mean, it's your like your favorite rider ever, almost like one yeah. of your favorite most yes. favorite rider. I, I get yeah. it. There's nothing. Yeah. This isn't about whether Dogger's awesome or not. I don't want it to be that. It's not. Right. It's just. You know how it's going to go. Like they're going to put that guy on TV no matter what, and I think they should. Like they sure. just they should. Weege, Dogger gave me a beer. Yeah, that was good. That was fun. Honestly, I was so pumped for you, JT, to be doing this TV and uh, to be interviewing this uh, very very popular person that most motocross fans will have heard of. I thought that was really cool, JT. But honestly, I think Steve had a better time over about a hundred yards, a hundred feet away. Oh, he was. I it, he was just fawning over him. He's a, he's he a legend. He's a beer to drink. He, he let Steve drink his beer. I mean, I, I'm excited. I was Somebody, excited for Steve. I pointed Dogger out to Steve. Like yeah. I wanted to make sure that he found him. I, I was excited for him. I, I don't. And I, again, I don't want this to come off like it's. I don't want Dogger on TV. Uh, that's not it at all. He's great. Uh, it's just. Uh, yeah. Put but to your point, yeah, Steve was in. It, it was like afternoon delight for Steve over there. <laughs> he's a, he's a good guy. He's a champion. He's a legend. He's an AMA Hall of Famer. All of that. Up there, hanging out with the people. That's what he does. He doesn't get shuffled around for interviews. 
Hangs out with I cannot wait to see how Steve uh, creates a loaded poll. Oh, God. I, no, I mean, no, you no. Know it's coming. No, no, no. No, the people will call in. There's no Twitter poll. No, no we're not doing Twitter be, poll. It will, be so lo- it will be so loaded. We're not doing Twitter poll. People are calling. I want to say, like, excuse me, sir. Do you know who Guadalini is? Oh, or whatever yeah. the guy's name is. Exactly. And, and that's, that's how you'll phrase it. No, no, no. You, did, you no, nailed no. it. I will, that's exactly how you'll phrase it. I will do my research, and I will ask the callers, and, and we'll just move on. Do you know who Guadalini is in MotoGP? And yeah. they're going to be like, uh, no, no. no. I, will, see, see, I will absolutely, see? absolutely get the guy's name correct, and and we will go forward from there. And we'll just do a little, do a little survey. That's all. It's, it's great to be able to talk to the people like we can on our shows. Dude, remember that time they had Jeff Gordon was at the Phoenix Supercross? Why did they interview him? That's garbage. No, I don't actually remember Jeff Gordon ever coming over. Uh, yeah, they did. Because I remember he, he called the main event the feature. He's like, I'm looking forward to the 20-lap feature. And everybody's like, oh, my God, he called it a feature, which is what they do in you know dirt track racing. But did anyone say, like, why would they show Jeff Gordon at a Supercross? Supercross has never heard of this guy. He doesn't even race dirt bikes. Why would Jeff Gordon be here? Remember when we had the NASCAR guys get on dirt bikes and do a start? Still yep. talking about it to this day. <laughs> it's, it's thrilling. All right, can we talk about this race or no? We actually did it. Do you have any more grievances there? Oh, gosh. No, that's about it. I got to rewatch it, and maybe I'll I'll come out with some notes. um, Congrats, JT. Congrats. I'm proud of you, man. That's that's a big – Thank you. Steve said whatever. He he did – Steve's like whatever he did outdoors last year. It's not the same. No, it's not. It's not. But it was was an honor to do it, and it was an honor to interview those guys and and just – be in that spot like i texted all the people involved today and thanked them you know even if that was the only shot i ever got at it in my life i would be thankful it was really cool uh eli tomac's really good uh two for two he made some moves early in the race to get into the lead past cooper webb for the lead later on or get up front i should say he didn't look like he got a great start and uh yeah look webb rode really well Jury's probably still out on Webb right now for the for the for the whoops and things that we need to see. But Webb rode really well. Uh, some lappers helped him reel him in a little bit. But we uh, wow, uh, we we've seen two weeks now, two races of two guys kind of being a lot better than everybody. Yeah, I, I don't believe the jury's out on Webb. Uh, it, the jury, okay, the jury has already reported their verdict. Like he's good. I know you guys keep saying we got to wait for the whoops. He won two titles without ever being good in the whoops. He can work around it. And if he is good in the whoops, that just improves his case. But even if the whoops aren't fixed, but he can still win the title. He's already done it. Oh yeah, but he didn't win. He didn't do he didn't win on this bike, on this iteration of this bike. So that's where I think a lot of us are like Yeah, but I think what know? I'm seeing is this bike is fine now and if it does struggle in the whoops, that's only the same obstacle that he overcame two other years. So I think I, yeah. I got enough to say like yeah, yeah. Webb is you're, good. you're you're in. You're all in. Yeah, uh, I'm all in. The problem for any of these guys, the bigger story to me is just everybody else is making mistakes. But the problem is, even if they don't, even if Sexton and Anderson and Mookie don't have their problems, does it even matter? Is anyone beating Tomac no matter what? Like, we can say that sucked that this happened, that this guy fell and that guy went to the LCQ and all that. But in yeah. the end, it, Tomac is such a full package right now. Does it matter? Yeah, he, I mean, he looks great, JT. Yeah, the only guy that I thought could really beat him last night was Webb. And, uh, I mean, he had his opportunity. He was winning the race, and Tomac was a little better. But I thought Webb was, was very close. You know, Webb was able to learn a few things from him and, and kind of stay there. Um, and, and Tomac wasn't 
you know, I, I got to speak with them, of course, after uh, off air and on air. And I didn't get the sense from Tomac that he was like, yeah, no problem. If I needed to pull away, I could have. I think Tomac was trying to, to build a gap and trying to make the race a little easier on himself. And he kind of couldn't. So I'm, I was, I was in the Steve camp on this with being the jury is out. But after the second time I've seen it now, I went down and I did a, a piece on the whoops after the race. And I saw how jacked up they were and Webb was still blitzing them. Um, so do I think there may be a chance there's a liability there? Sure. You know, I don't think he's going to be the strongest guy in the whoops, but we are far ahead of where we were last year. I'm, I'm pretty convinced of that now. 30 laps led to the next guy is five, 13 points up on third, uh, Tomac after two races. Uh, yeah, dude, <laughs> blue crew. I told you guys, I don't, I mean, oh, I told you gosh. Mike's better for Supercross. It's better. I, I agree with you. I mean, yeah, Tomac looks phenomenal. There's not, there are no superlatives that Start, can't be used for Tomac. Starts right are good. Starts are great. Qualifying is yep. great. Yep. Endurance but I will great. say he hasn't won. He hasn't lost a race yet in 23 like he just he's done everything well um but the only thing i'll say and this isn't a, a knock against tomac at all he's done everything he can do is webb's only six points back right so if you're webb you've taken all the punches you can take so far and you're only six points back now that can keep getting extended you know if tomac just keeps on winning that's just going to grow and grow and grow but for as much of a beatdown as tomac has handed everybody in every way so far He's only got a six-point lead, so it could be a lot worse for for Webb right now than it, than it is. Webb only led one lap. I I I would have thought I thought he led two or three. Like, I don't I don't think it would have said a lot, but he only led one lap, and then Tomac got him. So, uh, Weege, where's the where's all the parody early in the season? This is odd. This is strange to see right now. We have we have some clear gaps. Yeah, that that's what yep. I'm saying. So like, yeah, Webb's fine. Uh, he, he's gonna be in it. Um, I know the scary part is for everybody else, if you are far away in points, and JT, we talked about this on the Fly Racing Radio at 5 o'clock. You're like, dude, if Anderson makes one more mistake, he's going to be 20 points down. And he's exactly – he is. He's 20 points behind. But even worse, I mean, this is not weirdo Eli Tomac anymore. Like, I don't think you count on – but Eli will have a 7th and an 11th at some point during the season, and you can get that back. Like, he hasn't had a bad race. Honestly, has Tomac had a bad race since he's been on the Yamaha? Not not bad enough, right? No. And, uh, yeah, that was my lead-in to the race last night was on Anderson. And, you know, the, the whole problem with 2022 were, were his mistakes. It wasn't speed. It wasn't anything other than of his own doing or incidents that he probably instigated at some point, right? And I'm like, you can't do these things. Like, this is the problem. Like, if you look back over your season and you had to do some reflection over in the offseason, you know that it was the crashes and the takeouts with – Barsha and Mookie and all these, that's, that was the problem. There was a three-race span, and I, I talked about it last night. There was a three-race span where he gave away 45 points in rounds 9, 10, and 11. 45 points he gave away to Tomac. You can't do that and expect to be champion. So what does he do? He goes out and he crashes at A1, breaks his nose. What does he do at the next race we go to? He wants to tweet, you know, takes out Justin Barsha, then wants to tar start a Twitter war with him. Those are things that are, he's just going down the same path, right? And he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't need to abide by what I think. But when I sit back and look at it, I'm like, you should know those are the things we're trying to avoid in this 2023 campaign, not start it all over again. So I, I don't know, man. I was just shaking my head at, you know, the, the crash was of his own doing last night. But 
why are you going to start a war with Barsha? That's not a good idea. No, you're never going to really come out ahead. Uh, There's no upside to that. There's no upside to starting a war with Barsha. What was your joke? Oh, uh, in the show last night? Yes. Uh, I was asking it because, you know. Don't uh, poke the Barsha. Well, I said that, yeah, don't poke the Barsha. But then I said later about uh, about Sexton. I wonder if, if Sexton gets up there, what are they going to tweet each other about afterwards? <laughs> but it's don't poke the Barsha. That's what you're yeah. saying. Like, oh yeah, as, as a yeah. championship rule, like why would you ever do that, right? Yeah. Like, Tomac did it one time in Atlanta in what was that, 2020? Yeah. Yep. And you've never seen him do it again. Like he yep. just he just avoids the guy like the plague. Yep. Yep. I thought we were uh, get, oh. I, I thought we were going to really get some fireworks going if Sexton caught Barsha, Kenny caught him, all of that. Barsha hung on for third. I, I don't know. I was, if, I was ready I don't know if Sexton, here. like, when you watch Kenny, Kenny wanted nothing to do with any of that at all. Like, he checked up so much when Barsha would run it up the inside. I don't think Sexton was going to go for any sort of takeout move. I don't think they want any part of Barsha like that, and they're they're getting it anyway. So I, I don't know, man. Like, I think if that's any other rider besides Barsha, Kenny probably gets him. But Kenny is so aware that Barsha will put him on the ground that he he was just checking up and giving him the inside and and to Barsha's credit, like if you're gonna if they're gonna give that to you, then take it. Um, but it's just a it's such a unique racing dynamic with Barsha versus anyone else on the racetrack. So w- did you think that uh, Barsha's like Anderson? What Anderson did to Barsha, and then what Barsha did to Chase, and all that were you? I not- mean, the Chase one the Chase one was pretty bad. Um, the Anderson one, I would say is ill-advised, like really not necessary. It's the last lap of the heat race. Like, eh, it wasn't, you know, like T-bone ish. The Barsha one was kind of contact body on body frame on frame type stuff, which I don't, I don't love. Um, the, the Anderson on Barsha was more like rear wheel and front wheel type stuff. So I don't know. It's still a bad idea, but to me, that was just kind of Barsha being Barsha. Like he, he kind of wanted to shrug it off. In, on the podium interview, but I was just kind of like, man, I, I don't think you have any room anymore. Like nobody wants to hear that anymore. You know, like you knocked another guy down kind of like side to side. Like it wasn't even like a block pass. It was more like a linebacker type move. We, uh, Anderson deleted that tweet. I don't know if you, if you saw that or not, but yeah, you had mentioned that to me, uh, yeah. but you know, TV showed it. And then, uh, that was all I didn't want to talk about in the post race press conference. That's not really my style. I, I hate going in on that gotcha journalism stuff. Um, but in the press conference, people wanted to, that was the very first question Barsha got asked about. And, uh, to Barsha's credit, uh, he had no idea about the tweet because he doesn't check Twitter during the night. <laughs> um, so it was actually pretty funny. He was hearing about it in real time. Like he didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And then David Heiser, DMXS radio, the original and still best proving it with a tough question. He actually read the tweet back to Barsha, um, Tomac had to cover his face because of the laughter over Anderson calling Barsha a bitch, which you know Tomac thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, they had to pretend that they weren't laughing, but they were laughing. And uh, Barsha said, he's like, I don't understand. I never yelled at him. I was ne- wise. I don't know what he was yelling at me. So according to Barsha, at least, Anderson took him out and then Anderson yelled at him. And Barsha's like, I'm trying not to start any drama. Like, so, I never complained to him. I never yelled at him. I don't know why he would say that. But he was all in my face and all in my mechanic's face in the tunnel after the heat. And I wasn't complaining. Really? That's what Barsha said. He's like, I never complained. I never complained. He's like, you know me. That's just 
Here it comes. Are you ready? That's just good racing. Chase it was good racing. <laughs> Anderson it was good racing. So Barsha says he never complained, but he's not surprised Anderson's pissed because Anderson was all up in his face after the. Hey, I, I will I, say, I, I, I hate you guys. Know I hate the way Barsha races, right? Like I like him. He's a really nice guy, but I hate the way he races. I don't yes, know that I've seen you would be mad at him on this podcast. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I just don't like those moves. We we know that, but I, I like him. Like I, I would hang out with him, no problem. I just don't. I wouldn't want to race him ever. Yeah. Um, but I will give him credit because I haven't seen him whine a lot when people get rough with him. I, I he usually is not the person that's that's crying about it. So I don't know what happened with him and Anderson. But I will say he's usually the guy that's like laughing afterwards, like ah, that was awesome, and everybody else is like raging pissed at him, you know. So I, yeah, I don't understand how Anderson would tweet that if Barsha wasn't yelling. Yeah, like but that's, my, that's, my experience of watching Barsha, that checks out what Barsha's saying. Like, he's well, yeah. usually not the guy freaking out about yeah. it. No. I, I thought the same. When I saw the tweet, I'm like, but I feel like Barsha doesn't normally cry. He doesn't, yeah. Yeah, but why? And said, that, was a, uh, that was a sweet so pass wait, by Anderson, Anderson you know? You down, yeah. And then Anderson was mad at you. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. But credit to Barsha, man. Uh, third, third, third place. Got a podium. Not a guy that... A lot of us were talking about, right? Like, yeah. everyone's got, well, we sh- everyone's I mean, got their theories. Maybe we should have been. Look how good he was in the first, you know, five laps of A1. Like, yeah. he was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 been a good start, again, for, for Barsha, it, it, even if that, with that crash. He was leading. So, yeah, third third place. Uh, good job to the TLD guys for doing that. Uh, I want to talk about Malcolm. That, that heat race was phenomenal. Uh, qualified P1. Heat race was phenomenal. I, I I mean, fans love him. Fans love Mookie. Every city we go to, he is one of the uh, the loudest cheers. And yeah, just didn't get the start he needed, and probably was uh, feeling it and pushing pretty hard, and went down and had no parts on his bike. And poor Mookie, that was damn impressive, though. He, he's fifteenth in the points, and uh, he has had two really good races, Weege. Yeah, you know, I'm actually okay with it from this perspective. We used to have Mookie fever. The heat races were unbelievable. The speed was unbelievable, right? And then he got hurt a lot. And then his goal became just do 17 races. And I feel like he became too consistent. Consistent, we, we Mookie, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We weren't really seeing the speed. So, you know, last year he gets third at points, which is great. Um, but that's just, we've always said, that's not the way this sport works. Like, you're better off getting seventh in points and winning two races than getting third in points and not winning. So now he's the opposite he was last year. He's now the least consistent. He's had two horrible finishes, what, 16th and 15th? But he has been in position or at least been thought of as like, oh, he could win both times. I almost feel like, look, he's not going to get 15th, 16th every week anyway. It's going to average out. He's going to get points. He's going to get podiums. But to me, the fact that he's on the cusp of the win is better than just getting third through fifth every weekend, and that turns into a third in points at the end of the year. Yeah. So it's not as bad. This looks horrible, but I actually don't think it's that bad. Yeah, you look at the season last year, JT, and you're like, uh, third in points, like we said, but but Anderson, but Sexton, but Kenny, you know, and then yeah. and then you're like, oh, Mookie got but I now it's now it's but but Mookie, he's fifteenth, but Mookie. So now you're like you you flipped it, Reed. You're right. You, now you're like, yeah, 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 never mind the result. Watch him. Watch him. So uh yeah. really, really impressive night for Malcolm. Uh, that heat race, JT was was amazing. Great. Yeah, race. it was insane. Yeah, just I- insane. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this though. It's like you. I'm so impressed with the riding, and you can see him getting better, and you see the work showing up. 
on Saturdays, but then the results aren't there, you know, and, and you want to think, you know, he ended up what third in points last year after the whole Barsha thing. And he has no results to show for it this year. So yeah, he's riding incredibly well and I think it will come, but man, he's really doing himself some damage as far as the series goes so far. But like what we said, I, I don't think he's a title. I don't care. Yeah, like he. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, it's still in the end, results matter some. Like they have yeah. to matter at some point, you know. So yes, we're all thrilled. Like he is incredible to watch. He's exciting. He brings a lot to the sport. Everyone loves him. That goes without saying. But like, man, you got the results got to be there too. Like you can't just. It's. I don't know if it's. And this, I guess, the point I'm trying to make. I don't know if he's going back to. Older style Mookie where he's pushing too much to get that speed back and we're seeing crashes because of it, or it's just been some random weirdo stuff going on. That that's what I'm fearful of is that he's he's like, I can win, so I'm gonna turn it up now, and we're seeing the crashes come back into the fold, which I felt like he had kind of worked out of the out of his system a little bit. Yeah, but if he brings the speed up and wins, like Weege was saying, well then if but yeah. if we ha- he hasn't been able to. No. That's the whole yeah. thing. But is like I think we all every agree. Time we all agree on this call. He's got the speed to do it. Yes, but he, I always thought he did. But there was always – when he went to that place, the crashes were always there too. That's what I'm saying is I can't – Yeah. is he back to trying that again and we're back to the crashes also again? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know that there's an answer yet, but that's what I worry about. He he was he was good. Uh, of course. Sure. Of course um, he's good. Ken Roxon, uh yeah, I just – I mean, like again, almost got on the podium, swapped paint with Barsha a bunch. He doesn't look the same, though, man. He doesn't look comfy right now. I know the Twisted T guys are fighting over suspension stuff. Kenny put some Factory Connection stuff on, um, went away from the Showa uh, guys that, that helped them and the team guys. He just doesn't – I think It's very stiff. I think 5-4 for Kenny is about as good as he's going to get to start the year. Yeah, he doesn't look – he looks stiff. He looks upright on the bike. He doesn't yep. – he's not scrubbing. He doesn't have that lean flowing. angle and like yeah. standing up through the corners and all the cool stuff that no. we're used to seeing Kenny do. He doesn't – he just doesn't look like he's ready to, to get on the edge, so to speak. I just – I said to Weege, he just looks like a regular fast guy. Yeah. Not, you know, unbelievable, one of the most talented riders ever fast like, guy. Like, you know, when, we, when you watch – you go on his Instagram and you see something, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, when he does something, he's not doing any of that right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Weege five, four, I think is a good start. Yeah. It's almost the opposite of Mookie, right? Um, the riding doesn't look that good. And you're like, well, no, but these are fine. These are fine. Four five is, is fine results. I mean, Roxton standards are very high. He won Anaheim one, four times, but in the end for as bad as he's looking on the bike, I'm like, Hey, they did uh, the hot lap. Right. And I'm like, wait, Roxton. Why is he in the hot lap? Is that just want Suzuki in there? I'm like, oh, no, he actually did get fifth last week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and then really, if he's not dealing with the fear of Barsha, he should get – he had podium speed. Like, he should have gotten third. So, if you're looking at a 5-4 or could even been a podium, I mean, it's really not bad at all. So, I guess you got to hang your – you know, yeah. leave with your head up high. He was one of the first elite guys to start jumping the whoops. And he was making it work, though. But, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't look – quite kenny like yet kickstart kenny no no uh chase sexton fifth uh had to go to the lcq how about that start out from out there and in the end in the main yeah he was like one of the first ones got first ones there he just kind of got pushed out he uh yeah he was actually from where we were 
did he go off the track? Did he miss it? Did he get pushed that uh, far off? I or no, I don't remember that. But okay, he was way out there. Yeah, that that LCQ start is just like classic factory rider, right? Just classic. Like I've got the bike, I got this technique. I'm going to focus here, and uh, and pulled it. Um, Dude, the first five or ten because we had this. We were hanging out with Ron Lachine. I don't know oh, if you mentioned that. Oh, it was glorious. Yeah, in the suite, it was right above the start gate, so we yep. were watching the LCQs from there. And the first, I don't know, eight to ten feet out of the gate, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, the the clutch, the launch control, the mapping, it totally. wasn't just it. The rest of the straightaway, it wasn't like he just had twenty percent more horsepower than else. The rest of the straightaway was he was probably faster than everybody else. But those first ten feet, he had a bike length and a half on everybody. It was in. Same. Yeah. How good those bikes are. Uh, his heat rays crash. That his knee buckled. Oh man. Oh. Oh. I talked to him after the race. Said he was fine. Like it was fun? Yeah. terrible. Yeah. 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 It yep. de- definitely didn't look great. Uh, and I was looking forward to him catching. Bam. JC, JT doesn't think anything would have happened. I, I don't know. Uh, I was. I, mean, I, was I don't know. Was I, just, yeah, I know. I know. But I, was, I don't think he was going to go for a takeout. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he has that in him. I just right. haven't seen a lot of that from him. Yep. We had a whole thing at Honda with with dinner, huh, Weech? A lot of drama. Well, yeah, I didn't know you were this deep on it. Was this an actual battle between you and Lars on the Pulp Show? Yeah, yeah. It it it, uh, it came last weekend. Anaheim one or at Anaheim one, I said, "Hey, can I swing by and grab some food?" And he said, "I could, uh, but I got to wait for the other guys to eat first, which is perfectly acceptable. I've been there on teams, so I know how that goes." Bobby Moore took the last cheeseburger one time. I get it. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I waited and then it got too late and then I came by and, you know, food was gone. And then I kind of said, mentioned on the show, the food was gone and I was bummed, not blowing out Lars. Lars heard out from a listener that I was blowing him out, which I didn't. I just said the food was gone. I didn't like say screw Lars Lindstrom. So then Lars said, so then Lars called in and said, you're welcome to come eat this or or in San Diego. And we, we were given a time and we showed up and there was no food. Yes, yeah. and then that made us late for uh, JT's Fly Racing Radio. I don't yep. think JT was happy about it. Nope. We were, we were told food to be served at 4.45, and we're like, we got 10 minutes to eat and five minutes to get back over. Five o'clock, food doesn't show up. Now we're in a rush. So then we went over later after the show. Food still wasn't there. And then to Lars's credit, they let everybody in a red jacket, everyone that officially works for Team Honda, ate. And then as soon as they parted, they stopped the line. So Mathis and I could get in there first before every other person, yeah, including they, Lars himself. Yeah, they brought us in there. So Lars, he, he, what was wrong was made right by Lars. Yeah. So I'm glad it's a priority. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, so thanks to Honda for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Chase Sexton told me he was not going to get tired this weekend. So <laughs> thanks for listening, Chase. Uh, JT, you remember the? Uh, do you remember doing our uh, Racer X uh, season preview videos? Recall these. No, I, I wiped him from my memory. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you might remember the web. Should web be in the show? Should Sexton be in show one? Unfortunately, I do remember this. Yes. Yes. That That is a constant topic. We talked to Chase. We talked to his agent, uh, Beaker, about it. His dad, um, you know, Beaker was feeling it after a podium at round one. I'm like, yeah, but actually, if you think about it, Cooper Webb was ahead of him. <laughs> so it is going to be very uh, enjoyable. And then the, uh, Chase's dad just keeps saying, he's like, just whatever you do, make sure you do not get Cooper Webb angry. We do not want him. You know, the better he gets, the better he is. So we just want him in a good mood. Please don't do anything to get Cooper Webb mad. We love Cooper. Great guy. <laughs> um, pretty awesome. It's I'm, pretty funny. I'm glad I'm on the right side of history with Team Sexton in that. And they, they realize, 
Yeah, they realize it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You already decided this? Well, just He's fought. on the right side of history. He's already decided. Yeah, I mean, I fought for him to be in show one, and he'll be in show one next year, without a doubt, and uh, everything will be right in the world. Well, the, the debate is between he and Webb, and, and Webb is back. Uh, whose results are better so far? Ferrandis six, uh, quiet night for Dylan. Um, yeah, just kind of just trailed those guys. Came up. I don't think he got a great start this week. Uh, so he was no, no. I'm a little disappointed. Oh. He he was in it, and they were faster than him. Like I didn't know. I was. I really thought that was going to be a real judge and jury. Like he's supposed to be better on this bike. Is he able to run with anyone? And they ate him I a think, little bit. Uh, Sexton, dude. I think he is better on this bike, though. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying he's going to win, but. If you're saying, is he better on this bike or not? I think he is. I know, but I can't imagine two years ago coming out of the 250 class where, like, if if, uh, Dylan Ferrandez gets it all dialed in, he gets sixth. Yeah, but he's gone four six. Like, look at the field. Like, it's not, you know, that's pretty decent. He's right in the mix with those guys. You know, this weekend wasn't as good as they won, but I I think it's been pretty good so far. He's he's finding a little consistency, which he's never had on a 450, so – I look at I'll take it. it. I'll take it. I look at it, Weege, like you're right. If he come out of 250 class, was he two-time champion? I think he was two-time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, so is Ken Roxon, so is Cooper Webb, and so is Eli. Yeah, so, so is Barsha, yeah, so and so is yeah. Sexton, so, and know, so is everybody. So, yeah, every, he's going up against everybody that was, like, you know, him coming out. Of yeah, but I, I don't think if Dylan Ferrandez, you're like, if I start in fourth, I'm finishing fourth or better. He was, that, he was that high? I got to check this. I don't remember him being that high. I'll, I'll look. Yeah. I mean, Sexton okay. passed him. I, I know yeah. that we are obviously, as we just stated, we're rating Sexton very high, but I'm sure if you're Dylan Ferrandis, you're like, my yeah. job is to beat everybody. Yeah, yeah. But don't uh, you, wouldn't, wouldn't coming into the season, you say that Sexton was going to beat Ferrandis? I would have. Yeah, but I don't think Ferrandis is cool. Well, that. yeah. I mean, everybody thinks That's they're going to win, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, no, he didn't. It wasn't like he just got, didn't get a start. Like he was. He was with Barsha and Roxanne and Sexton and all those guys, and they inched away from him a little bit. Super awesome for my Pulp Fantasy team. Jason went down there while he was third. That was great. Uh, not. But, yeah, mistakes like we talked about, just mistakes. And, yeah. you know, he he might win this weekend again. You know, he was my pick to win. and, and But, uh, yeah, can't do that. Can't, can't make those mistakes. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had third for sure. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I believe so. I think he held, holds on to it. Adam Cerrito led some laps. AC he can't help himself. He just can't help yeah. himself. Just, yep, going to lead three laps and he got eighth. What did he get last week? A ninth? He went nine yeah. eight. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's still a. I, I didn't talk to him after the race. I didn't see him, but I think that's still a uh, uh, a win for Adam. Not a win, but you know what I mean. Like a good job, right? Just do all the just do all the races, please. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you agree, Weege? Absolutely, I think that's totally fine from for where he is. He needs to have laps. He once again showed he still has that speed. Yeah, just do the darn laps. Yep, yep. Uh, Aaron Plessinger, ninth. Bad start for AP. First time I noticed him was maybe five or seven minutes in, and he was pretty far back, and he was just kind of grinding away. Uh, I believe he got Nichols, Savachi, and Craig uh, past the ball. He and and Savachi were like, I think it was like two tenths over the finish. Yeah, from each other. Yeah. Uh, Joe Dog was saying that. Uh, Joey tenth, nine ten to start the year for him. Uh, privateer. So yeah, I mean he he is as privateer as he gets. Like I, I look at his setup and and what he's got on his bike and, you know I just think back to when I worked for Nick or Timmy and that's kind of what you know he's battling factory guys on privateer stuff. So his plan was originally just for eight races, but 
Rick Ware's stoked. They may go more. Yeah, he's looking good on my uh, my yeah. preseason fantasy team. Yeah, yeah, he made the Rick Rick Ware is very happy with the effort and the results. I've been told they had a they had a Rick Ware is everywhere segment on the the TV broadcast last night. By the way, speaking of why would they talk about this guy, dirt bike guys don't even know who it is. Why would they talk about him? Oh boy! Speaking of Rick hey, Ware, you're po- you're poking this this Steve. No, <laughs> I, don't poke the Steve. He, he's a motocross team owner. He, he people know him. Um. I don't. I would argue the second point. Speaking of um, Rick, that got me thinking about Ralph tweeted that he was with Rick, right? And then that got me thinking that my wife had a hot take this morning when I was talking to her on the phone. She likes Ralph better than Lee. Whoa. Yeah. I, I didn't know. She just said Ralph is more like yelling and more excited. Lee's. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yelling yeah. is better? I don't know. She's just said, I didn't know she had this in her, but that was her hot take today. Okay. Wow. Yeah, nothing against Lee. Just he said he's real, yep. real quiet, real mute, and Ralph was, you know, more excited. So there we go. Hmm. I have to take right. it back from Ferrandis. Um, he was with Roxon early, but they were actually 11th and 12th. So the problem is Roxon is just so ridiculous on the first lap. Roxon must have gone from 11th to 5th. Yeah, because I remember looking uh, as they came around the first half lap, like, oh, okay, Ferrandis is with Roxon, and then no longer was he with him. But doing what Ken Roxon does in the first lap of a race is something yeah. very few do. So I won't hold it against. It was a worse start than I thought. Okay, all right, fair enough. Roxon just passed five dudes in the first lap. Yeah, yeah, really right. <laughs> yep. Uh, Savachi's mechanic is Ben Lemay, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Excuse me. Started this weekend. Wow. Yeah, Ben Lemay. Okay. Wow. That's what I said. Good job. I like Ben LeMay, though. Um, yeah, Ben's yeah. awesome. I just did that. That's yep. not something I ever expected to hear. Nope. Yep. Uh, Christian Craig, 11th. I was, yeah, I don't think he's stoked. Not, you know, obviously Anaheim had the crash and told us all he had the crash and not feeling it. Um, and then this weekend, he had the quickest time in the sector with the whoops. Uh, but then it didn't, I never, I didn't really notice him. No, I really didn't. Um, yeah, he got lapped. Yeah, toward the end. Yeah, yep. yeah, not not what he wants right now to start the year. That's for sure. Yeah, well, see, this is the danger. This is why I say he's a rookie. If you consider him a rookie, you're just like, well, he's just learning. But since everyone's decided he's not, except no, me, just Steve, just Steve. Oh no, oh. no. Unfortunately, uh, Christian himself has said he's not a rookie. So I've lost this argument. But I feel like it's a totally different perspective if you think of it as his first two 450 Supercross races, but the world has decided well, it's not. Watch him come out halfway through the year and be like, man, I'm a rookie, real, just learning the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> he should. I feel like it's perfectly acceptable. You just got to be realistic about it. Like, I don't, I think he is, I don't, I've heard every story in the book. When Cooper Webb moved up, they're like, yeah, but he's so seasoned. He has such race crap. Like, doesn't matter. He's going to struggle. AC has been through so many injuries. When he moves up, he's going to have it already. No, it doesn't. Fernandez is older. Zacho's older. No, they all struggle. They all struggle. Colt Nichols got another hole shot, and like Anaheim, he was shuffled, probably further back than he would like. That was quick. That was by the end of the first long rhythm, I think he was 10th. Life comes out quick. Yeah. yeah, this wasn't uh, this wasn't the same type of ride. Like he I think this race, he kind of tried to do the same thing. And this race wasn't that type of, like, you had to actually go 
you know, at this one. And I don't know the difference. It just, it seemed like he wanted to kind of let things unfold. And when they unfolded, people were just kind of pulling away from him. Well, the track didn't leave, give you the mistakes, right? Right. To get that time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Hill, 13th. Not a bad start for Hill. Like he's kind of. He looked pretty good all day, honestly. Yep. He He really did. You know, I watched him in practice. He did at least one lap, a lap and a half, going inside, inside, in everywhere. He went inside everywhere and seat bounced and like was going slow, right? But was just, I guess he was just like, hey, I'm just going to do this inside. And I was not just for a section, but the whole way around the track. And, you know, just something different, right? something to try, and if it happens in a race, he knows what to do. Or I don't know. It just struck me as the only guy I saw go around. He's a very different yes, type dude, right. so that's so not surprising he's just to me. Inside, 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 and doing all the weird combos that you could do from the very inside of every every turn. So, um, yeah, kind of neat to watch him do that. I guess he was you know, getting ready for it. So uh, 13th for Hill. Dino, 14th. Dino and uh, AP were going at it hard for a while. Yeah, AP? Yeah. Yeah, Dino and Aaron was going at it. And then Dino said his arms pumped up massively. And then uh, that was all he had. That was all she wrote. She, he was like, I'm just bringing it back in. So I'm roaming the pits after after the scrum looking for riders to talk to. And Dean texts me and goes, where are you at? I need to do some media. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. I, I was like flash going over there. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Nice. Yeah. And then, of, yeah. of course, that vital guy from England. Uh, saw me and like a little like a little rat he comes out running too you know but um, yeah you know but anyways yeah Dino looking for media never thought I'd ever just to explain <laughs> the arm pump I guess I don't know, just to explain his night yeah or whatever yeah so yeah uh, well yeah you pointed out their battle and then it was a good battle for a long time and yeah. like two laps later I looked I know and he was like a whole straight away behind <laughs> I, and I'm like, what the hell I happened? was too I was like oh that that's over now I guess. So yeah, yeah they were they were, extremely tired, or I guess in this case, pumped up. Right, they were really going at it. Yeah, uh, yeah. McElrath sixteenth, still. Oh ca- man, kind of like Kenny, like just doesn't look, you know, the same. So well, first of all, he barely made the main again. Well, our, like he didn't make it on time one, and it didn't look good for a while. Our guy William Clayson uh, apparently missed <laughs> his break. So, God. how about Jeez. that battle with McElrath Hill? Josh Hill just trying to kill Cade in every turn, and then Cade, yeah. Cade kind of holding it off and then blowing it. Yeah, Cade had it. Yep. He had it. Yep. But, uh, dude, McElrath, dude, yeah. I'm not one of those guys. I, I hate, honestly, when when people, like, look at the motorcycle and are like, oh, that bike looks like it kicks. I'm like, you don't know. Like, stop. Um, but, honestly, when I watch McElrath's bike, I can't deny it. I'm like, this does not look good at all. No, no. Uh, we had Chiz on our fly racing uh, pit show. He wasn't that confident in himself to make the main, but he did. And once he got in there, JT, you just knew he was just going to chiz his way all the way to seventeenth. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really just getting in the main. You know, that yeah. was what that was. He he had a pretty difficult heat, and he got the start and and just kind of rode his way backwards. I'll be, but he still got in. So you just wanted to avoid that LCQ carnage and. Uh, we kind of knew that was the plan, right? Get in the main event, and then he'll be fine. Just do the laps and ends up 17th. Cartwright, 18th. Cartwright rode really well. Like, he was a – he was – A-Ray had caught him, and I'm like, A-Ray's a better rider than Cartwright. He'll get him. And not only did Cartwright pull away from A-Ray in the heat, he also passed and caught Freddie as well, which I don't know if Cartwright – I don't put Cartwright kind of on the same level as Freddie, 
But good job for Cartwright. Rode really well. Yeah. So, Josh Cartwright in the main. Uh, yeah, call him Josh Cartwheel, but uh, not not last oh. Full time job. Yep. Yep. Guys, full time. Well, he's from, he, you know, he went to Florida State, so he, he and Carmichael are tight. So uh, every time he yeah. gets you, Josh Cartwheel. Freddie Norton's two for two. Justin Starling's two for two. John Short's two for two. Good job to those guys. Um, again, yep, yeah. feels just not quite as deep as in the past. We okay that Weed, You did uh, you did some homework on this. Yeah, uh, we all hand out the award maybe all time when Tevin Tapia made the main and Anaheim won. And I looked that up, that was 2015. And there were literally 21 factory bikes and Tapia and Anaheim won that year. And now we're down to, you know, 15 if you count Chiz and McElrath. Mm -hmm. I guess they count as factory, but uh, that's a big difference. I mean, there's six, seven privateer spots up for grabs in the main. And now, Steve, is where we talk about riding the roller coaster with A Ray. It's it's amazing. He's a 16 handicap in Pulp Fantasy, and he qualified 22nd, and he had the easier heat, so I picked him. And he's in ninth. Sexton goes down and DNFs, and we're ninth, and we're good. And, and you're thinking he's going to catch Cartwright. And like, I'm thinking he's going to catch Cartwright. I'm like, he's going to get Cartwright. Here comes Plessinger, but he's got Cartwright. Cartwright turns into Car- McGrath and puts on the <laughs> afterburners. And now we're screwed because here comes the hippie from Ohio right by us. And now we're 10th. And you can't go to the LCQ with A-Ray, like, just banking on that. You just can't. There's just too many things can happen. He's Alex Ray. Uh, and then I'm screwed. 60, you know, bad pick. Everyone's going to laugh at me. And then Shane McElrath stalls his bike. Can't start it. It's got a Kickstarter. Thank you, Suzuki. Thank you. It was incredible. You're like, oh, there's a Suzuki. Somebody stalled the Suzuki. Somebody stalled the Suzuki. <laughs> and, and then and Shane tried to start it while I was in gear. He had to, he, tr- he kicked it two or three times in gear. And yeah. then I knew it was over, and anyway, we rode right by him. Thank you, Suzuki. Thank you, Chris Wheeler. Thank you, everybody. You, you know, too, with Kenny in, the, uh, in practice when he stalled it, and everybody oh, yeah. just staring at him. Like, he, <laughs> he just had to be like, oh, my God. I mean, there was nobody in the stadium that wasn't staring at him. Yeah, but he got it going right away. Yeah, it was good. I don't know. It took, you, I mean, think? a minute, oh. a full minute. A minute? Oh, yeah. He couldn't get it in neutral. He kept trying to start it in gear. Then that didn't work. Then he kept trying to get it in neutral with his hand. Couldn't do that. Like, I was, it was right in front of me. So I'm just, like, staring. And I'm like, you got to get going, dude. Yeah. yeah he's really wrapped himself around the kickstart Kenny thing. You know, yeah. he really has. Uh, all right. That's uh, thank you to uh, Suzuki for not putting electric star on your bike. I uh, got a Ray into the main event. But again, like I was saying on our other group text, we like all this sweating and all this nerves and all the things you got to go through when you pick Alex Ray for fantasy. Right. And then yeah. he's a 16. And then Chiz is only two points less. And do you know how much less stress it is watching Chiz out there. Like for two points. Yes. This is your dumb game. Like I, I aim for mediocrity. <laughs> I try to play the long game and then I get chastised for it. I get upset. And then Steve, you say the real goal is to get eight in. And then you always just take some high hanging fruit instead of low hanging fruit every time. It's just, this is what your game does. I mean, anyway, was you four- come in with a game plan and then you just, <laughs> you come in with a game plan. We're just going to run the ball and control the clock. And then you just start throwing Hail Marys. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, I can't, I don't have a great defense for this. I don't. Um, yep. 
yeah. So like, A Ray was forty six points because he was doing all right, and then guess what? He got tired. So, uh, and we, I'm working on that thing. That I'm I'm working on that thing with A Ray's bike. Uh, I got that. I got that in motion. Oh, you are. Yeah, yeah. I got that in motion. So. Oh, you got video. Yep. Yeah, we're we're working oh, on all sweet. that. Yeah, I got my sweet. I got my team Absolutely on glorious. it. I got my team on it. So <laughs> it was one of the louder laughs. Watching uh, the Barsha Roxon battle. Yeah, one of the louder that... laughs you had that uh, the day. So it was a very good idea. And meanwhile, I'm watching the Roxon Barsha battle back here when Roxon briefly was ahead, and I'm sure Roxon was like, "Oh, thank God, I finally got around him." And then, no, 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 he's gonna pass me back. Yeah, Damn no, it. no, no. You can never do that. No. No, but a lot of it was A Ray induced. They were trying to deal with. They were trying to lap A Ray while battling. Um, so that was funny how A Ray was a factor and it, probably the most important part of the podium battle. A Ray told me after the race his favorite part of the night, not doing the main event, not any of that. His favorite part of the night was watching Cade go over the berm. <laughs> That's what he told me his favorite part of the night. Of was. course, yeah, so, of course it was. Right. So, God. Um, all right. Uh, anything else? Four fifty wise. Congrats to John Short, by the way. And, oh, I said that. Star- Starling, yeah. Norrin, Short, two for two. Good job, guys. Anything else? 450-wise? Nope. Fly Racing, of course, uh, getting RJ Hampshire on the podium again. Uh, check it out at motorsport.com. Check it out at your local dealer as well. Uh, please uh, support the Fly Racing guys. they got big things coming down the road as well. Uh, the Formula Helmet is amazing. And uh, whether it's the uh, uh, the Rion Technology or the Conehead uh, does Conehead design, whatever it is, uh, real quiet, real lightweight, super safe is the main thing with the Formula Helmet. So please check it out. Official gear of Zach Osborne in the GNCC series. <clears throat> did you just do, oh, yeah. official, did you just do an official sponsor and go, whatever, whatever it is? <laughs> no, what, what, yeah, like, what, no, but like whatever it is you're looking for, this helmet has it, basically. Oh, okay. If you're looking for safety, if you're looking for quiet, lightweight, All right. this helmet has Fair it. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, official helmet of Zach Osborne in the GNCC series, everybody. Kicking off nice. soon, I think. I don't know. February. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. And so uh, thanks to the folks as well at, uh, at motorsport.com. Go through the banner on Pulpamex or pulpamexshow.com to order from motorsport.com. Great prices, uh, great service, great return policy as well. Uh, OEM parts, aftermarket parts, side-by-sides. Uh, street bikes, if the guy from the world champion, Yamaha guy, needs street bike parts, he can get it from motorsport.com. Uh, thank you to those guys for coming on board. Cobalt links, of course, lowering suspension link from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. And use the code PulpMX for free shipping and a discount designed and built up there in uh, Idaho. And uh, great guys at the Cobalt links. They're available at Motorsport as well. Lowering suspension link, everybody. And Weege as well. If I'm lost mountain biking, what do I do? Get Onyx Maps. Uh, there are many benefits with the growing popularity of off-roading, but there are some negative side effects for the uh, motorcycle side. They make a great point here. There's so many more side-by-sides out there, and that can make the trails feel a little bit less safe when people got a cage and they're sliding around at 40 miles an hour and you're on a dirt bike. Uh, so a lot of two-wheel enthusiasts are trying to find more single track, but if you're not using a product like OnX Off-Road and get it at the App Store, you're not capitalizing on the advantage of finding out where those trails are. So you can filter for trails that are only for motorcycles, for dirt bikes, so you can find single track and stay out of those high traffic areas that the side-by-sides use. And you can download those maps so you can have them even when you don't have cell service. So you can enhance your experience when you're out on the trail. You can find loops. You can make new trails. And you can find out where you are at all times. And uh, also cool is this tracking feature because, uh, you know, when you're riding off-road, gas mileage and not running out is actually like a thing you got to worry about. Uh, So you can track how many miles you've done and how many miles this loop will be 
uh, before you even do it to get an idea of, can I do this without stopping for more gas? Uh, so you can answer all that stuff, go to the app and save your butt out there. That's actually what they told me to say. Oh, so wow. give it a okay. seven, day, yeah, seven day free trial, download the area you're going to go to before you lose service. And uh, we'll even give you 20% percent off on X maps. Use the code RACERX, all one word, lowercase, RACERX. And uh, when we post this pod on the RACERX site, we'll have a link uh, as well. Onxmaps.com. It's a really uh, long read, sir. It is, but uh, we got uh, trails here where I live called Brown Mountain. And, yeah, there's Jeeps, there's trucks, there's side-by-sides, and there's dirt bikes, and it is a little weird. So finding the other trails, it's not a bad point that they make. All right, 250 class from San Diego. Jet Lawrence, two for two. He's led every lap of both main events. It looks like he has more in the tank if he needs to. Props to McAdoo. Reeled him in a little bit. RJ, a little bit. But, yeah, JT, uh, one more week, and we're talking perfect season. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't think it's impossible. No. Um, oh, no. It's definitely not impossible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jet, Jet is uh, – he he's so – gifted at managing races um you know we, we talked about this a lot last year in lucas Oil pro motocross where we think people have him in their sights and they close the gap you know uh southwick uh, comes to mind i think of last year and then all of a sudden he just kind of like all right well yeah i see your pace that was pretty good um I guess I'll, I'll pick it up here and match it. And then, yeah, either I'll just stay with this or maybe I'll just pull away a little bit. Like it's, it's incredible how he can find ways to just negate people's charge. And he, he does it time and time again. He did it to McAdoo. I've seen him do it to numerous guys. It doesn't seem to matter who he does it to. Um, and it's, I don't know if it's maturity. I, I don't know what it is, but man, he just has this way of just figuring out whatever they're doing and just kind of like, I don't know the right term. Like he just kind of like shushes their their charge. It's like no, 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 no. We're we're done. Like that was great. Good couple laps there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put a stop to this. We I don't, I don't know. Like maybe McGrath might have done this at his 125 days or RC or or whatever. Led every lap of both both races to start the year. You know, I I, I don't know the records on that. But I bet you Jet's the first guy to like crash probably six times in two races now. You know, like oh yeah, yeah like, he did have the crash. Yeah, you talked about it, right? Yeah, he had yeah, another crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the yeah, fake it was, start. A, it was a pretty good one too. Yeah, like, but it's not not affecting him. Yeah, but we each one more week and we start talking perfect season or no? Uh, I think you will hear it. Yes, I think you will. Yeah, yep. he he looks pretty good. Um, RJ Hampshire, second place, kind of a copycat, same podium as Anaheim, same race. As Anaheim, where RJ uh, reels in McAdoo and gets him late and uh, and gets the second spot over McAdoo, I think both of those guys are riding really well. Obviously, McAdoo's going to be frustrated. He, you know, getting caught late in a race by anybody is not what you want to do if you're Cameron McAdoo. Uh, but I, I got to say, uh, Weege, I'll start with you. Like RJ looks, I don't know. He just looks more in control. I, I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's going on. He looks fast and in control. We've seen RJ Hampshire. Good God. The R.J. Hampshire oh, yeah. crash reel. If you put an R.J. Hampshire crash reel together, I mean, it would rival, you know, Evil Knievel. But he's he looks better. Yeah, yeah. I go back uh, back to the Houston openers in 2021 and just seeing him making massive mistakes. He wasn't even crashes. It was like saves. 
wasn't crashes. He was just saving it all over the racetrack. And you're like, this won't last. And then he did get hurt almost instantly. I don't even know if he made it to the third Houston race, maybe just the second, whatever it was. He looked better last year. And then this year, yeah, you haven't seen moments. But, but in the post-race press conference, he revealed that he had a huge crash. Mm. And as he said, hit his head really hard. <laughs> uh, he said it was on Thursday. Okay. And then I asked him more about the timeline. And he realized it might have possibly been Wednesday. To me, it's not very good when you don't even know what day it was uh, that this happened. Um, wow. So he, when he got the third, he's like, that's all I'm going to get. I'm just lucky I'm even racing. Yeah. And McAdoo, you know, kind of unraveled, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. But he had him to get a second. So he was smooth in the race. But RJ still, during the week, he said it was his fault. All these guys are so frustrated over they can't ride normal tracks, right, because of all this rain. And he's like, we went to a track I didn't want to go to. I was in a bad mood. I wasn't focused. And that's on me. That's what leads to crashes. And I'm lucky I even was able to race here. And, dude, he's hit his head too many times in the past already, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Uh, as for McAdoo, Steve, you told me, oh, he is not going to be happy with himself. And, yes, you called it. Very mad at himself. Yeah. So he made a huge mistake, got arm pump. Normally doesn't get arm pump. Shouldn't be making those mistakes. Shouldn't be getting arm pump. Shouldn't be getting third. Well, at Anaheim 1, I had heard not from him but from somebody around there, around him, that he had a big one, almost had a big one, and like pulled his arm trying to save it and pumped up. And they thought that that, you know, they thought yeah. they were like, well, he that's... said it. He said it himself too. And I do Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So yep. like that would, you're, you're like, okay, I got arm pump, but this is why. And, and that, and that's a natural thing. Well, now yeah. we have round two and he's getting arm pump. For, well, yeah, yeah, but he said it was the same thing. He said oh. it was very similar. To he almost oh. went over the front. Okay. And he's like, I normally don't get arm pump, but that's, Two times now where I had a huge save. Mm, okay. And then uh, it went south. Yep. But you know how McAdoo is. Like, he, we talked about it. Like, he, yeah. Daniel Blair addressed that. Like, you used to, you know, there was a time where a podium would be awesome for him, but not anymore. Not anymore. No. And Mumphy was there rocking the PC stuff with the yeah. good scar yep. on the track walk. Yep. Um, so Mumphy's there getting ready to, to ride. Uh, JT Enzo Lopes. Yeah. Like we got something here. Led some laps in the in the heat. Um, um, got a good start with his brother-in-law in the main. Yeah, Enzo Lopes. Yeah, man, looks like the real deal. So it's uh, really Lopes, impressive. Lopes look like the real deal. Yes. Is that what you said? Yeah. What oh. do you mean? He lopes. He lopes like the real deal. No, he looks like the real deal. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought you said lopes like that would work too. No, that I mean that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Um. But no, yeah, he's been incredible. I, I had people texting me asking, who is this guy? Why don't I know anything about him? Why is he so good? And I'm like, well, he's been around for a long time. He's been hurt a lot. Um, but yeah, he's riding fantastically well. So yeah. kudos to him, man. His post kudos, to that, kudos to that team, too. They're yeah. doing a really good job. His post-race interview with me was really funny. Um, so I'm sure he was bagging on Phil. Well, yeah, and then he said nobody fought him harder than, his, than Phil out there. And he's like, why are you doing this? You're not even jumping everything. <laughs> so it's great. Uh, good story we each developing for Enzo. I just I wish he was doing motocross. Wish he was doing the motocross series. Yeah, so that's uh, – I feel like we have to mention that because the cries – what's going to come first? The Enzo should be on a factory team or a perfect season for Jet. Which comes first? No, it's already started. Oh. Enzo should have a star ride, yes, over and over. Oh, it has already. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Enzo – Sign a Supercross-only deal. Um, I'm not sure he wants to ride outdoors. And um, 
I'm not sure teams are that interested when you do that. So either he changes his mind, yeah, uh, or what. Um, but that's not that. That was a cool route, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But that's just not what teams are interested in right now. So no. I'm not sure what's up with that. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, again, like I helped him out last year, so I watched him. He was sneaky good last year. He had bike problems he and he had stuff go wrong, but like, yeah. I mean, he was still a solid top ten guy all year. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, Club MX doing big things. Let's talk about our yeah. buddy Phil though. Like, is Phil gonna put any triples together in the rhythms at all? He should have been doing that one section. Oh, dude. he should have been doing it. He's he was again like he was really good in the whoops. He got a good start, but Philip. I mean, I was like he's he's good enough to do that section. Like I I don't know that I saw anybody have any huge problems there. Like yeah, okay, it's it's three three four. I got it right, but like. I didn't see people looking sketchy there whatsoever. Yeah, he told me that was not a chance. In, in I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like he's good enough. You can see a section and be like, man, guys are on the edge, right? If anything goes wrong here, they're gonna have a big one. That was not what was happening. Well, like it was pretty smooth. I was texting with Webb today, and all Webb could talk about was Phil, <laughs> not jumping. Like Weege, you know, him and J Bone battled, right? They battled at times at, at JGR. And he likes to say that J-Bone said just jump the jumps, meaning that in a bad way. Like, that's all J-Bone could give him for advice. But literally, two weeks in a row, Phil, jump the jumps. That's it. He's getting eaten up. He's really good in the whoops. Yes. Corners are good. And obviously the starts have been good. Um, yeah, I feel like he was faster when he was battling a couple guys, maybe Oldenburg. I think he might have been faster on every part of the track <laughs> except that rhythm, and it just ruined him. He just, and also after the rhythm, he wasn't going 2-3. Oh, geez. Yeah, he was whoops going. Whoops are good, though. Yeah, yeah, whoops are good. Yeah, he's got that down. God, yeah. Philip, he, he might be the uh, only guy in the top ten uh, in the last first two weeks just doubling through rhythms. I don't know. Uh, Possibly. Pierce Brown fifth. Good job for Pierce. Uh, went down in the main as well. Uh, just slid out, got back up. Uh, he's back from, uh, of course, a crappy uh, Anaheim race. Uh, Styles Robertson in the first turn. He told on Twitter, and I can't verify this, but on Twitter, someone said that Styles told Swap Moto that his spotter said he could move over. What? I'm sure it was a joke. Okay. I hope. I don't know. I'm just like, what? I mean, there's no way he's serious. I don't know. Come on, guys. Well, well there's a guy in the first turn for every manufacturer, right? So, is that, was he doing something? I don't know. Well, stop. I, I'm with you, Weege. No, I'm with you. He's I'm just. Joking. Okay. There's no way. What he looks at the guy and and he looks for a signal, to turn Weech. left or right. I'm I'm with you. I just I don't. I guess he's joking. Okay, I'm with you. It just yeah. seemed strange. Uh I asked the chef about it. He wasn't that upset about the move. He said Enzo kind of bumped him worse, and Enzo sent him that way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, Is chef okay. Chef's fine. Chef couldn't All feel right. his arm for a little bit. But, well, I couldn't feel the points that my team was supposed to get. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll, I'll, from Levi Kitchen. I'll pass that on. Well, I would blame Styles okay. for that. But I mean, look, I can it. only blame the, the athletes I've hired. I can't. Okay, all right. Yeah. So Styles is on the ground and gets up and gets six. So I think that's pretty good. Uh, Kitchen. We all like the chef, but Chef is now two for four for finishing Supercross races. He's only batting fifty percent right now. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a great. No. I'm not a great math wizard, but that's not great. Um, Glad he's okay though. 
Yeah, he's fine. Uh, Oldenburg, seventh. Um, yeah, battle with Phil. Once you battle with Phil and you can't get him right away, you know how that goes. He just sucks you in the vortex of... I don't think I saw Oldenburg one time all day. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Huh. I just don't, I don't think I ever saw him. Uh, Derek Kelly, ninth. Good job for Derek Kelly. That uh, puts him uh, eighth, uh, top eight in the points after two rounds. Good job for Derek Kelly. Um, yeah. Didn't notice yeah, he's him a whole lot. Good outdoors. But, Steve, you've always said this. Derek Kelly's in that exact spot where you will not ever get more help. Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah. yeah. You should maybe, but teams just don't hire those guys. They don't. It sucks. Uh, Dylan Walsh, 11th. Good job for Dylan Walsh. Uh, he he is uh, ninth overall in points, too. He's a really wow. improved rider after two rounds. Dylan is uh, really good. Varese was back in it. I guess Varese wasn't Varese wasn't very good at Anaheim 1, and I asked uh, Kellen, and Kellen said he broke his arm or wrist or something and only had a few days on the bike before Anaheim 1. So that made sense because Varese didn't look like normal Josh Varese at Anaheim 1. So this 12th is, is better. Uh, Wageman 13th. RM Army went down in practice, and I, we, I kind of thought that was it for him. He didn't look good. It was limping. and Yeah, it was good. a straight-up endo, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, what else? Hunter Yoder through the LCQ, two for two. Yep. A-Rod, good this year. A-Rod 15th, Furry 16th. Wilson Todd. Thank you, Wilson Todd, for the Pulp Fantasy points. I'll just talk about the Wilson Todd effort. It was a good observation. He was on the ground with the with the Robertson and the kitchen thing, and he was so. Did you pick him, JT? I did not. He was so far back, and he just kept grinding and grinding. He needed 18th to get double points, and finally got 18th uh, late, and because of you know just guys getting tired or whatever. And then on the last lap, Checkers already went for Jet. I think he was on the verge of getting lapped for twice the second time. He got Stapleton for 17th. You really love to see that effort. Never quit. Got me some extra points. It's funny how... Yeah. It's funny how... the building was paying any attention to that, but it was pretty cool. No, like, it's funny how Pulp Fantasy does that, right? You're yeah. like, you're like, man, the dude had every reason to just kind of mail it in, but he looked like he was charging pretty hard. And then he got Stapleton yeah. on the last lap. So. Once he got to 18th, he got to 18th about halfway. I was like, ah, he's getting double. I'm done. I'm done watching him. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, I didn't see what happened to Dylan Schwartz. Did he crash out? Or I didn't I didn't notice that. I'm not sure. Don't know. All right. Okay. All right. Mitchell Harrison ate it pretty good. Is he okay? Do we know? He walked off. Right? Uh, it was on the start. It was, a, it was a big one. I saw him walking, but I don't know if yeah. it's okay. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking he had a big one in the heat then or qualifying. Off the dragon back. Oh, that's right. We saw the bike off the side of the track. Yeah, off the yeah. dragon. Yeah. Yeah. That area was tricky. There was a lot of guys down. Oh, oh, a web div did give Phil credit for being good on the dragon. Really? Yeah. So he gave him credit okay. for the whoops and the dragon. Yeah. Just yeah. jump the jumps. <laughs> uh, but I'm with you, Weege. We need to stop going over there. Like, we're probably affecting him a little bit. Well, like we said last week, it's just nonstop negative reinforcement. Including Enzo saying, "What did Enzo say?" I we said, looked at the data, we looked at the segments, and the part where Phil is struggling is the track inside the stadium. That is ins- where <laughs> inside Snapdragon yes. Stadium is where Phil is struggling. Yeah, yeah, Phil struggling anytime in, he's inside Snapdragon. Okay, yes. all right, yeah. And as we said last week, this is supposed to be high-end professional athletics. We were joking around. I'm like, can you imagine like the starting pitcher for the baseball games warming up in the bullpen, and they're like, dude. 
not enough velocity. You're not yeah. throwing hard today. You're throwing you're, slow. You're terrible. What are you doing? You, you would never tell someone this, and we're just doing this with Phil. Well, and then his team's doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. As he's getting top tens, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Phil, uh, did Phil say he got in? Um, I guess he got hit by RJ. Yeah, he broke some spokes. Broke some spokes, yeah. Yeah, a little worried about that. He was bummed. He, he, Phil said he probably thought he could have had a sixth in him, but he had eighth because his front wheel was a little bit wobbly. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. He just needed to jump the jumps. Okay. I don't think he was even going three onto the table. You know, you, um, you go, you go I'm two. I'm watching it back now. I thought he did. You go two, three on, off, and then I don't think he was even doing that. Come on. I don't know, man. It wasn't he good. had to be doing that. Okay, maybe. No, I yeah. saw him going to the table. He okay. had to be. All right. I don't know. I think I could go out there on a bike t- like tomorrow and do that. <laughs> like it feels much better than I like. I mean, okay. that goes uh, without saying. All right. Fair enough. It wasn't good. I, I stopped watching him. I just couldn't believe it. Uh, all right. That's it. Snapdragon Stadium. Uh, bring back Petco, everybody. Please. Um, wow. I like Petco. Petco's nice. It's a hot take. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll do our little poll this week on our shows. Can't wait to uh, to see how that goes. And if it goes wrong for me, I'll man up and admit that I was wrong about the, the pop- popularity of MotoGP into our sport of Supercross Motocross. You've already made it a loaded question when you're pitting it as should they have interviewed Quadraro or Lachine. That's just not. No, that's, that's not, not going to be the question, sir. That's not the question, sir. Well, I I question. Have you heard of question. Have you heard of him? Is going to be the should be the question. Yeah, it is, and that's going to be okay. the question. Yes, okay. yes, not, not the, the, I don't have a lot of faith that Steve is not going to find a way to lead. Oh, this here we go. Oh, okay, all right. Says the judge who ruled against me with solid facts and logic, and still ruled against me. Said, so, yeah, okay, all right, got it. Ken Roxon in a solid, fine 2021 Supercross season. I am just going to ask the listeners if they've heard of this gentleman, and that's it. Nothing about Lachine interview or anything else. If you guys, uh, if you guys like pray at all, pray for this Dallas kicker. This poor bastard just got another extra point blocked. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. <laughs> that's a that's a rough start for him. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Dude. just I mean, this poor last guy. week when they had to go for it on fourth down because they just. Kicking is just no longer an option for the team. Just melting yeah. down. Wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's the uh, that's the review show for another week. Anaheim to Triple Crown, right? It's Triple Crown? It is. It is, yep. Love Triple Crowns. Yeah, it's going to be good. Can't get enough of Triple Crowns. I will say, though, there is uh, a, there's a, some weather on Sunday and Monday. We're Right now, we're okay. It's going to be sunny all week. Saturday looks partly cloudy-ish. But weather is coming on Sunday and Monday, so it's just something to keep your eye on. Weege? Let's just hope it doesn't get there early. Weege? Look, man, Oakland that's is a... postponed. I need to drop this combo but right no, now. That's a fair, <laughs> I think that's a fair thing to say. Like We're looking good, yeah. but there's weather behind it. We just need to make sure we don't no. have anything go sideways. Yeah, here. you're being Look, fair. I would love to hammer back. I would love to fight back like Barshawn Roxon, but I'm not really in the position to do that after they just postponed a race. So... Have at it, JT. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying we just, it's a it's a development we just need to keep our eye on. It, absolutely. It. Keep your eyes glued. It could impact a race. I got to lick my wounds here. For a <laughs> wow. They postponed a damn super wow. wow. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, it's oh. sad. It's sad to see. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was in a 
noon meeting on Tuesday. You know, it's all systems go. Don't believe what you're seeing in the news. It's not nearly that bad. And then people are coming at me on Twitter and they're like, what if this race doesn't happen? What are they going to do? I'm like, there are no ifs. I just heard a meeting. There are no ifs. They don't cancel races. They don't postpone. The race is on. Absolutely. Those tweets did not age well. It did not. It did not go well. No. That happens. You just get up the next day, fire off another tweet. Yep. It's what Steve does. (laughs) The advice I give to you. It's time to yeah. It's time to write a book. How to bounce back? Yes, the life advice you could give. Yeah. How to bounce back from a tape. how to only listen to what your mind tells you by Steve Mathis. What did I want on my tombstone? Weege, What else was there? There was something else. Oh yeah, there was. Oh, fireworks. Oh yeah, yeah. Another thing JT's going to lose his mind on right now. Yeah. Steve does not like fireworks. He doesn't understand the big deal and why people look. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I want that on my tombstone. I want, I want he knew, dot, 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 and then didn't understand fireworks underneath it. Like Yeah, during opening ceremonies, like, I, I just never understood why people care about fireworks. Dude. What, why, oh, look at that. Oh, look yeah, that. I, exactly. Like, dude, you see one, you've seen them all. Like, I'm good. Like, stop it. Ugh. Stop it. It, it, it doesn't... Let's get race. It's like it's like uh, maple leaf maple leaf seasons. Seen one, seen them all. Yeah, no. Hey, listen. Okay, fine. No, yeah, I, I'll take it. I, I have no comeback for that. Oh man. But I just, yeah, I don't get it. I've never got. I've just, yay, colors in the sky. Yay, look at that. It's red. It's blue. Like I, who cares? Does Canada do it? For yeah, Canada, oh, yeah. it's like oh no, Canada does it. Yeah, Canada does it. Oh yeah, no, like we have our Canada Day, and we blow the shit up and everything, and like <laughs> I, I just yeah, like I don't get you people. I don't know, man. So, okay. <laughs> what that, what my, do you mean you people? Fireworks. You firework people. You firework people. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. hey, I've been fighting the dog people my whole life. Good luck, Steve. Yeah, no, you're, you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's an insane. That's an insane take. That you don't like puppies. like And Star Wars. And Star Wars, right. And here we are. So, fireworks. Stop it. Come on, Phil. I'm just watching Phil just getting eaten up by Robertson here. Are you so Is he going? Double. Double. He does jump onto the table. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yes. I, I, stand, but, uh, but I stand correct. To JT's point, we, the, I don't know the percentage of people that are going to say they've heard of Fabio Quadraro. But a large percentage could also jump onto that table. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, it's just I, the fans in the stands who ride. I mean, it's not a very big gap. Uh, no, say, yeah, he, he yeah. definitely was able to do that. He's, and but but we'll f- watch him in the rhythm after that. Two, two, yeah, three. Yeah, sometimes. But yeah, two, two, three. Yeah, yeah. All right, triple crown, everybody. Uh, this weekend and looking forward to it. Thanks to our, our sponsors, Fly Racing, of course. Whatever they got over there, Fly, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, whatever it is. Uh, Motorsport, Hunter, uh, Motorsport, and Renthal, and Cobo uh, Links, of course, and uh, um, the guys at Race Tech, of course, and uh, as well Maxis Tires. So thank you to those guys. We each JT. Onyx Maps. Onyx Maps. Maps. Yeah, Onyx mm-hmm. Maps. All right. Thanks, boys. See you. See ya.
This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. Don't change the air. Don't change.